Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to part one of episode 26, Introducing Kids to Turkey Hunting. And in this episode, I interviewed Kenyon Bankston and Leon Stilly with Southern Boys Outdoors about the topic of introducing kids to turkey hunting and how to keep them interested in turkey hunting once you get them started as well. As I'm sitting here recording this, there's an owl outside my window hooting feverishly, trying to locate the other owl that was hooting to him just a few minutes ago from the inside of the house. And I say all of that to say that I'm practicing up for opening morning, which is only two days, 11 hours, 26 minutes, and 40 seconds away. And for those of you that listened last week, you know that I took a youth this past weekend for the youth weekend that we have in Alabama. And if you like the page on Facebook or you follow me on Twitter, then you probably already know that we had a successful hunt this past weekend. And this episode I've had on the schedule for a little over a week, knowing that I was going to take a youth hunting this past weekend, and it really couldn't have panned out any better. The whole weekend the weather was great, And as Ethan and his dad and I are walking around in the woods for what was a silent Saturday and a silent early Sunday morning, I'm replaying this interview that I did with Kenyon and Leon in my head, just thinking, okay, if I were Ethan, what would I be thinking right now? Would I be having a good time? And so Saturday, we took it real easy. We did walk probably two and a half or three miles, but we did that over the course of the whole day. We looked for turkey sign. We found some turkey sign, but we just couldn't make it happen. And then Sunday morning, early, we heard absolutely nothing again. Early season in Alabama can either be really good or it can be really bad. And I thought this is going to be one of those years when it's going to be really bad. So we have an area on our hunting property that has a lot of arrowheads on it. It must be an area where Indians lived because there are pieces of arrowheads and whole arrowheads everywhere in this area. So we actually walked down there around 
9 o'clock Sunday morning and we're just walking around the field and picking up arrowheads and parts of arrowheads and Ethan actually found a spearhead which was cool that's the first spearhead we found on the property so that was really neat and while we're looking around for arrowheads I decided that I'd make a call and I yelped and got a response almost immediately and the turkey was about 300 yards from us and I look around at Ethan and Eric walking around the field looking for arrowheads oblivious to the fact that a turkey just gobbled so I got their attention told them to listen called again and the turkey answered again so we started making our way up towards where the turkey was when we got there we couldn't do anything with the turkey we got him to gobble one more time once we got fairly close to him about 150 yards away from him and we sat down we actually called to him for about 30 or 45 minutes and he must have called in a hen from the time it took us to walk over to where he was because he just got quiet so while we're sitting there and calling to that turkey another turkey that was over on the neighbor's property started gobbling and he was gobbling pretty well and so i told ethan i said we'll go and check out this other turkey and leave this one and maybe come back to him in a little while ethan said okay so we got up we started walking over to the property line just to see how far off the property line this turkey was just to see what the odds of calling that turkey onto our property were if he was gobbling going away from us then we weren't going to spend much time trying to call him back if he was gobbling coming towards us then we were going to find a spot to sit down and see if we could call him across the property line and take a shot so on this property line is a food plot and the food plot is shaped like a pistol and we are right about at the hammer of that pistol where where the two parts of that field come together and so I said all right well let me let me call and see where this turkey is so I call and the turkey gobbles and he's about 150 yards away from us and he's down in a bottom really right on the property line so I said well let's go down towards the bottom of this field so we're going to walk really from kind of where the hammer on the pistol is to about the end of the barrel on this green field that I'm describing as a pistol shape so we're walking down towards the end of the field towards where the turkey gobbled and I told Ethan I said I think we can call this turkey right up the property line and get him in a position to where we can get a shot at him so Ethan sat down on the same tree that I did his dad Eric sat down behind us and I call and the turkey gobbles and now he's moved on to our property and I'm still thinking he's gonna walk up this draw right towards the back end of this field where we're sitting and Ethan's gonna be able to get a shot at him so we wait a few minutes and I call again and the turkey gobbles and he has now moved up towards the top end of the field towards the pistol grip part of the field and Ethan's facing straight ahead about 10 yards from the end of the field facing straight ahead into a cutover on the other side of the field and I'm looking back over the top of Ethan's head every so often checking the top end of that field the pistol grip and the hammer part of that pistol shaped field I'm checking those areas because that's where that turkey's headed well after about 15 minutes after the turkey gobbled the last time I have not made another call I'm sitting there quietly and I hear and I turn my head just ever so slightly and I cut my eyes up towards the hammer part of that pistol shaped field and I see a turkey coming out of strut standing there and I asked Ethan do you see that turkey in the field and he said no 
And I said, the turkey's in the field. Do you see him? And he said, no. And I said, look up towards the top of the hill, which is back towards the hammer on that pistol-shaped field. And Ethan cuts his eyes over in that direction. And Ethan, when he sees the turkey, he goes, oh my God. (sighs) 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 And he starts shaking uncontrollably. He is so nervous at this point. So the turkey takes about three or four steps towards us. And I look behind him and there's a hen in the field. And the hen's walking towards us. Well, after the turkey takes about three or four steps, he goes down into full strut and drums. And Ethan almost has another come apart. He was shaking so much that I thought he might scare the turkey off. And I am trying so hard not to laugh at him to coach him through this. But it really was quite funny because I know I've been the same way. And so that's why it was so funny to me. But I got to tell you, he did everything right on this hunt. This is his third turkey that he's killed, but it looked like from the way he acted, it was his 303rd turkey that he killed. After he got over the initial nerves, he did everything perfectly. For all of you that have listened to this show regularly, you have heard me say before that the key to being a great turkey hunter is to be patiently aggressive. And I cannot describe to you what that means because it changes in every situation. But Ethan on this hunt was patiently aggressive. He waited until the hen walked down in front of us and away from us. And I told him, I said, that gobbler is not going to let that hen get away from him. He's going to follow her. And when he does, he's going to walk right in front of your gun barrel. When we first saw that gobbler he was at about the two o'clock position for Ethan. Ethan's gun is pointed at about 11 o'clock. Ethan is a right-handed shooter. This gobbler is in one of the worst positions for a right-handed shooter that there is and so we had to either get Ethan moved or get the turkey in a better position. So we waited and the turkey walked up to a tree that had fallen over in the field that was about four inches in diameter and had no branches on it. And he stood with his toes almost touching that tree and he would not cross it. And he drummed and strutted for at least 10 minutes in that one spot. And he'd come out of strut and he would look for that hen that he heard calling from where we were sitting. He's looking dead at us and he can't find that hen, but he knows that she was there. And so he drums and struts and drums and struts, and he put on a show. And the turkey turns and starts to walk away from us. And when he did, I said, Ethan, do not let that turkey walk off. And so Ethan starts to move. And when he starts to move, I said, just slow and steady, slow and steady. And Ethan gets his gun moved to about the 1230 position. And the turkey now is at about the one o'clock position. And the turkey stopped before he got out of range. He went down into strut, drummed, came back out of strut, looked around for that hen that he heard calling to him earlier one last time, and he turned again to walk away. Ethan swung the last little bit on him and busted him. He did everything perfectly. And I want to give props to him. As nervous as he was when he first saw that turkey, He pulled it together and looked like a seasoned hunter out there. 
and I am stoked. I'm marking that as a kill in my book. That hunt was incredible, and I couldn't have had a better weekend because of it. Ethan has a goal of killing a turkey with every one of his dad's turkey hunting buddies, and he was able to kill a turkey with Todd, who is his dad's cousin, last year. And for those of you that haven't heard it, go listen to the story. It's episode 13, another hilarious turkey hunting story, and it is hilarious, so you'll want to listen to that one. But he wanted to kill a turkey with me this year. We've been able to do that, and now he's got one other of his dad's turkey hunting buddies on his radar screen and we're gonna all try to get after it this coming weekend and see if we can do some good this weekend though us big boys will be carrying shotguns as well so i hate to shoot a bird out in front of ethan but i'll do it i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so (laughs) after ethan killed this turkey the thought popped in my head again of this is the week that I'm airing the Introducing Kids to Turkey Hunting episode with Southern Boys Outdoors. And I thought, man, the timing of all of this is just incredible. So here's what we're going to talk about in this part of the episode with Kenyon and Leon. We're going to learn a little bit about Leon and Kenyon, when they started turkey hunting, who they are, where they are, all that fun stuff. We were going to learn why we should get our kids into hunting and turkey hunting as well. What is a good age to introduce our kids to turkey hunting? And at what point we should turn a kid loose on his own or her own while turkey hunting. So I've taken up a lot of time telling a story. I don't want this episode to last too long. We're going to get into the interview with Kenyon and Leon from Southern Boys Outdoors. And I want to just bring one thing to your attention. In this interview, you can hear the tone of keys on a telephone being pressed sporadically. I've tried to edit that out as much as I can. I apologize for it being there, but this content is exceptional, and I didn't want to cut out too much of the content in order to exclude the beeping sound of the buttons being pushed on the dial pad on a telephone. So If you can withstand the sporadic beeping that you're going to hear, you're going to get a lot of great information to take away and use yourself this season and hopefully introduce someone new, someone young to the sport. They are the future of the sport. We've got to have them. And if you introduce them, they will not be sorry and you will not be sorry either. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Don't forget to tune in at the very end of the episode after the turkey flop to fun with editing and i will see you on the other side welcome back to the turkey hunter podcast i am very excited to have on the line with us today kenyon bankston who's the owner and host of southern boys outdoors and also another fellow southern boys outdoors member leon stilly how are you guys today Oh, doing great. I'm doing real fine. Doing doing good out here in Louisiana, man. We're just getting fired up and ready to go turkey hunting next weekend. Good deal. Well, before we started the recording, Leon, you were telling me that you slipped over into Mississippi to do a little scouting for the youth weekend coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I got up this morning and took a little short drive up. It's only about a 35-40 minute drive from where I live here in Louisiana up in Mississippi. And Got up there, didn't get out in time to hear any gobs on the roost or anything, but plenty of birds. They were out. We had a real hard rain last night, and it's still kind of drizzling rain this morning, and those old turkeys, they like to get out in those fields in the rain. We saw plenty of good turkeys. Oh, yeah. So it's looking good for that young man that I'll have with me Saturday morning. Good deal, and that's exciting stuff. Yeah, and so. Buddy. 
Kenyon, are you home in Louisiana right now as well? I know you've been traveling a good bit off in some shows and things like that. Yeah, I'm here in Louisiana, actually here at Leon's house with him. We don't live far apart. We only live a couple miles apart. I also went up to my place in Greensburg, Louisiana, this past weekend, found a bunch of turkey scratching in the woods and some little dookie duke they leave behind and found a lot mm-hmm. of turkey down up there in an area that normally hadn't had that many turkeys. I've seen them there last year, and I didn't hunt them last year just because the numbers were way down. And pretty excited yeah. about getting up there this year and seeing if I can't snag one there on my little place in Greensburg, Louisiana. I put out the five-point trail cameras to see if I can get some pictures of them also. So hopefully I get a few pictures of them. Yeah, yeah. talking about the five-point trail cams, funny how this happens. I went up last week and set a few cameras out where I've been seeing turkeys back during deer season and not mm-hmm. seeing deer. Well, I went and retrieved my cards this morning and got home and put them in the computer, and I got bucks all over the place up here now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. I said, I think they keep a pamphlet in their back pocket, you know. (laughs) They do. You're right. I believe y'all posted on your Facebook page yesterday a video from some country in Asia where there was just this massive deer herd running across a field out of the woods, and it just kept coming across the road, and there was a guy running a video camera. It seemed to go on forever, but I think it was about a three and a half minute long video with the deer just moving like crazy from one end of this field to the other across the road. And I reposted that on my page and put a comment on there saying that that was what my hunting property looked like the day before deer season started. That was all the deer leaving my hunting property. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They got the calendar. Right. I'm going to ask a question of each of you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first got into turkey hunting. Well, I started myself, Kenyon Basin. I started Southern Boys Outdoors about five years ago. And I had my family young. I'm 47 now, and I had my family young and done mainly a work ton of rounds and worked all over the country to support my family. And then here lately, I started getting more involved in the outdoors. And I've always hunted and stuff, but not to the extreme that I'm hunting now. And just last year, I actually set up and filmed a good kill on video that of a real nice gobbler right here in our house, which I was pretty excited about to be able to call one up, come around the decoy, strut around it, and able to, to capture all of it on film was a pretty awesome experience that I had last year. Yeah. Sorry, Go ahead, Lee. I come from a long line of turkey hunters. My dad started turkey hunting back in the 50s, and when I came along in 75, I killed my first turkey. I was nine years old, and I was hunting by myself. And so Saturday morning will be my 40th opening morning of turkey season, and I'm really looking forward to it, and it's something that runs real deep in my blood, and I just love to do it, and I love passing it on. It's something I've already got to the point, I guess it's that giving back point. I would, right. I would rather bring a, a young kid or a, or a beginner turkey hunter now and teach them the ways of the wild turkey now. I've been fortunate enough to be raised up in a family that's been turkey hunting for a long time. That's good. I'm glad you brought that up about at that stage where you're ready to give back. And that's exactly what I want to have you guys talk about today is how to introduce kids or the youth to turkey hunting and not only that but how to keep them interested in it because turkeys can be a monster to get into and stay in long enough to keep a kid's interest these days because they're the kids seem to have a shorter and shorter attention span with all the technology and everything they're bouncing from one thing to another and some days turkey hunting is nothing but action and other days it's not yeah, that is the truth. It seems like you have more of those slow days than you do those action days. The thing I do to keep a kid interested is I try to keep them fired up. If it's a slow day, their birds are not gobbling or anything, I'll just let them call, let them be a part of the hunt. 
just yeah. let them get their little box call and yelp and stuff and just like really, really fire them up about how good it sounded and all that. And right. I'll even let them navigate the hunt, get to a creek, you know, oh, hey, buddy, which way should we go here? And let them be a part of it because they want approval. Absolutely. Kids want approval in anything they do. And I have found if you'll keep them little guys fired up and praise them when they do something good, even if they don't kill a bird, they still won't get back out there. That's right. There's a lot of things out there to keep them interested, but we have to get our mind off of the topic of killing a turkey to keep them interested sometimes, and I think that's real important. But what do you think are some of the greatest benefits that kids get from being introduced to the outdoors, and more specifically, turkey hunting? Well, the thing about getting the kids into the outdoors, I think it it teaches them responsibility, for one thing. Responsibility in life in general. It teaches them to make good decisions. It even teaches them survival skills in life. A kid that is raised up in the woods and the outdoors, he knows when times get tough, he can go out there and catch him a fish or kill him a squirrel or a rabbit. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen it myself. Kids that are not introduced to the outdoors, the poor little fellas are lost when they say like if they're 16, 17 years old before they get out there. If they didn't have an upbringing of it, just a totally different world for them and i just think getting them out there and teach them responsibility survivals and it just teach them to be a good person good conservationist right. they'll learn to take care of what we have here so we can have it in the future that's right, right. and it also teaches them how how to provide for them or for the family also my dad told me story when they when he was a kid with hunting they actually went and they hunted for food i mean when you got it was serious back then because that's how dinner got put on the table was by hunting and nowadays is a little different than back when our fathers were were youngsters but still just being able to sit down with your family and knowing that you provided that meal for them coming from what you learned in hunting in the outdoors is i think is an awesome feat whether it's eating catfish fried catfish or eating a, a turkey breast or a deer roast exactly and, um, uh, you know, as far as getting the kids into particularly turkey hunting, it's a game where you're interacting with the animal. You're communicating with that animal, and you're getting him in real close range. And, boy, I tell you, there's nothing better than the sight of a kid's eyes when that old turkey's coming in, gobbling, spitting, and drumming, and he's about 20 yards from him. And I just think once a kid experiences that, he's hooked. <laughs> Definitely. That's why it's really important to get a kid into turkey hunting because of the communications with them. I know you communicate with deer and all that, but on the turkey hunting, you're not just trying to get them to at least within 100 yards you can shoot them with a rifle. You're trying to get them within about 20 yards you can shoot them with a shotgun, and that is real close. Absolutely. They can learn a lot as far as patience goes and everything else, having to wait on that animal to come on in. And as you know, the turkey's always seem to stop behind a tree or something like that shoot man i had one last year come in and when he finally got into range he stepped behind a tree at about 40 yards and stood there what seemed like for about two and a half hours but was probably more like 10 minutes yeah yeah I didn't yeah. think I was going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's somehow a bird to get you choked up like that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But that's why we keep on doing it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, I know every child is different in maturity level, their experience in the outdoors, and so on and so forth. But just on average, what would you say is a good age to introduce kids to the sport of turkey hunting? And why do you think that's a good age? Well, like I said, it really depends on the child. 
the, that particular kid. Personally, I was nine years old when I got my first one and been crazy over it since. But there are some kids that may not be ready for it until they're 11 years old. But I think if you had to put an average on it, I'd say between 8 to 10 years old because by 8 to 10 years old, they should have been disciplined enough to know how to take instruction and you wouldn't want your typical five- or six-year-old kid sitting beside a pine tree with you because they're going to be squirming and their attention span is not as developed as one that might would be eight, ten years old. I guess if you had to put an average on it, I'd say probably eight, ten years old. Yeah. And my cousin, Brad Mason, he's kind of like Leon. He's crazy over the outdoors of turkey hunting, and he's got two boys, and eight and three. I think the youngest was three or four. But mm-hmm. he started them out when they can first pick up a turkey call. He put a turkey call in their hand and started teaching them just walking around the house and making calls and teaching them the calls. And his son is actually a real good caller, his older son. And he takes all the stuff out of Brad's bag and puts it in his bag. And Brad started taking him when he was probably five years old and not going to kill a turkey, just bringing him in the woods and sitting by a tree and teaching him how to call and how to act how to sound like a turkey and all that stuff. So yeah. I think it's all in, like Dan was saying, it, it depends on that kid and how he's taught and what age he's been taught to turkey hunt. It dictates when he would start. But as far as like hunting on their own, it seems like when we were young, times were different. When we were young, you started hunting eight years old, nine years old, you were hunting by yourself. And nowadays, <laughs> it seems like kids that's eight and nine are not as mature as we was back then. And I don't know if it's because of the technology and the computer games or what has changed or just our way of thinking has changed. But it seems like everything has changed over the years as far as maturity level in kids. Right. Yeah. It could be a combination of all that technology, the world today. I'm going to venture out there and say it's a heck of a lot more dangerous today than it was when we were kids. So we probably, as parents, protect our kids a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Just on average. But when I was a kid, I had two older brothers, but my mom would turn us loose at whatever time we woke up, 8 o'clock, 8.30, something like that, turn us loose. And she didn't expect to see us back at the house until dinner time. 6 or 6.30, yeah. and uh, if we came back, we were likely to get a butt whooped, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we was, I think we was all kicked out at that age. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> and I think that today, because it's gotten to where it's not safe or in a lot of metropolitan areas or even a lot of the suburbs, it's not safe just to turn the kids loose outside because you don't know who's going to pull up and in a car and try to do something you don't want to happen so i think we're probably more protective as parents and then we have the technology and everything else i think that's probably a combination of why the kids don't seem to be as mature now as they were when we were that age but so another one of those questions with a variable answer i'm not really going to focus on age as much on this one how long from the time that a kid's introduced and you're mentoring that child with them in the turkey woods how long should it be before you turn them loose at that point i know when i started deer hunting i hunted with my dad for probably five years before he thought of turning me loose when we just would separate for a little while and then he'd come back and we might be apart in the woods for 15 30 minutes or an hour and gradually work that up until he just turned me loose but what do you think as far as turkey hunting goes 
Well, that really kind of goes back to the individual kid, in my opinion, because you can take a 10-year-old kid from right here in this area where I live, where me and Kenyon are from. Mm -hmm. Most of these kids were raised, from, like he was saying about his cousin Brad, from the time they was old enough to pick up her call or whatever, if not just in the house, just being introduced to the hunting part of life. As far as an age, it just depends on the mentor, the guy that's teaching this kid the ropes, so to speak, on turkey hunting. It's really, yeah. it should be his decision to, to watch that kid grow and mature and when he feels like he's ready I'll start a kid out we'll go down a logging road or something and get to a, say like crossroads on a logging road and I'll say I you know you should just hang around right here and when one starts gobbling start calling to him and and just back off a little ways of course you want to be safe with it but let that kid kind of get his feet wet by himself to, to make sure he can handle not being afraid of what's in the woods but like I said earlier I was out on my own at age nine calling and killing my first turkey but I would say by today's standards, probably 13 or 14. And what's most important is the local and state laws. There are some states right. that don't allow kids to hunt at all until they're a certain mm. age, let alone by themselves. So I guess that would be the first thing to check into is to make sure there's a legal age that you can leave a kid alone. And then from that point, it would be up to the mentor to decide if that kid ready to be out on his own. And saying that there, Leon, about the different states, I had a guy message me on Facebook saying that Pennsylvania is wanting to change the their law to where you got to be 21 years old to hunt by yourself. Now, how wow. crazy is that? He can go serve his country, but he can't go hunt. Yeah, he can go to overseas and defend his country, but he can't come home in Pennsylvania and go out and go hunting by himself. That's, That's insane. Adult, That's, That's insane. Just one of those steps of taking hunting rights away to me. That's what I'm making it where people get aggravated and they don't want to go hunting anymore. You know, yeah. they just get aggravated with it and say, well, I and just kind of get disgusted with it because of the laws get put in place to get kids where they're not wanting to go hunting or whatever. Yeah, heck, right. he's got to wait till he's 21. His mind is set on what he wants to do in life. Heck, by then, he might want to be a thug. But whereas <laughs> if you could take that kid when he's six, seven years old and introduce him to the world of the outdoors, he would most likely choose the outdoors. But if you wait yeah. till they, I think if you wait till they're 16 or 17, so a lot of cases, that's too late. I say the parents need <laughs> need to step up and say, if I want my kid to hunt, I'm going to bring my kid hunting. I mean, that's just my own personal opinion of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know just as a hunter and average citizen, I'd much rather have somebody that's in the military that has experience hunting and experience handling a firearm and everything else i'd much rather have somebody in the military with those skills than somebody that doesn't have those skills because you just develop so many more things being a hunter being able to identify targets and that's why some of your best soldiers come from the backwoods of america <laughs> that's right that's exactly uh, right yeah that's crazy to me by the time i was 21 i was already engaged to be married and bought my first house <laughs> so like Kenya said i just think that's a deal to try to discourage people from the hunting part of life it is unfortunately with it being Pennsylvania, I know there's a lot of hunters in Pennsylvania. I think that thing's going to have a hard time getting passed, even though there are a couple of big cities in Pennsylvania. But I just think that you're going to have a grassroots effort yeah. uh, shooting that thing down. But at least I, I sure hope, hope so. They, I hope they get out and fight that, because that would be a tragedy for the hunting world, I can tell you. Sure would. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed part one of episode 26, Introducing Kids to Turkey Hunting with Southern Boys Outdoors. Coming up in part two of episode 26, Kenyon and Leon are going to tell us what style of hunting is best to introduce kids to. 
whether that's running and gunning or sitting in a blind. They're also going to tell us what style of hunting is best to keep kids interested in the sport of turkey hunting, which can be hard to do sometimes. They're also going to talk to us about things that we can do to keep kids interested in the sport of hunting, period, whether that's turkeys or deer or whatever it happens to be. They're going to tell us how we can tell kids about the dangers that are in the woods, especially the springtime woods, without scaring them to death. And we're going to talk guns. So be sure to tune in for part two of episode 26 next week. I want to ask you guys to please subscribe to the channel. Subscribing does not cost a dime. It is free and it ensures that you are notified when the newest episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast is posted. So be sure to subscribe. Also, if you have a minute, go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review. Those reviews help our rankings on iTunes and they are greatly appreciated. Don't forget, coming up after the turkey flop is fun with editing. You don't want to miss that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week. Hey, and welcome back to Fun with Editing. This is a new segment that I'm doing at the end of each show where I take certain parts of the interview and have a little bit of fun with the audio editing software that I use. It's a short clip that I'm doing at the end of the show each week. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do putting it together. And now since you've listened to the show in its entirety, you already know that no animals were harmed in the recording of this part of the show and that the thoughts and opinions expressed in Fun With Editing are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of the Turkey Hunter podcast, its affiliates, or its guests. All clips played in this part of the show are fake. You never heard this here. Enjoy. They're oblivious to the fact that a turkey just gobbled. And I said, I hate to shoot a bird out in front of Ethan, but I'll do it. And he starts shaking uncontrollably. And I am trying so hard not to laugh at him. I didn't think I was going to make it. Turkeys can be a monster. Because they're going to be squirming and their attention span is not as developed as one that might would be 18 years old. I said, that gobbler is not going to let that hen get away from him. He's going to follow her. Ethan knows that she was there, and he can't find that hen. When he sees the turkey, he goes, Oh my God. (sighs) 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 Ethan swung the last little bit on her and busted that hen. But it really was quite funny. (laughs) 
We just getting fired up and ready to go turkey hunting. It's looking good for a little bit dookie dookie. That was what my hunting property looked like the day before deer season started. And he's down in a bottom. He is so nervous at this point. And he drummed and strutted for at least 10 minutes. Heck, by then he might want to be a thug. I know I've been the same way. They will not be sorry, and you will not be sorry either. Good deal, and that's exciting stuff. <laughs>